0: Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 103.9 L.I. News Radio.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone back to our LISC series. Frank McKay here. And our very special guest is former homicide detective Peter Fiorello. He spent 10 years in uh, in the homicide department in New York City. Worked with DAs uh, in New uh, in uh, new york city worked on the uh the zodiac killing situation and and so many others peter fiorello how are you
0: fine uh what are you up to
1: well, I mean, we're I hear, we're, I we're, ra- we're kind of rounding up, you know, going around Lisk, yeah. the, the back turn here, and uh, and and one of the things that just came up is uh, is Spota's uh, destination. I was going to say a sentence, and that's been done for a while, and and the same with Chris McPartland. And uh, it, it, interesting thing is where these guys ended up. Uh, do you have any thoughts? And and the reason this is relevant for for Lisk is that these two individuals, Chris McPartland and uh, and and Tom Spoda, were in charge of the DA's office, Spoda being the right. DA and McPartland, of course, being his right hand. And I say this not for you, Peter, but for folks that just might be tuning in, uh, the – the reason these guys are going to prison five years each at this point in their lives is that they covered up the Christopher Loeb situation, and that was oh. Jimmy Burke, who ended up doing 46 months. Um, they covered up that situation, and of course, Jimmy Burke, along with Steve Ballone, are the two guys that really covered up Lisk, and Spoda's just as guilty, and, and McPartland just as. Having said that, what does it mean? where these guys are going, what's the s- significance of, of these guys and where they're going?
0: Well, I I came up with a thought on on going to go into Danbury, but I've, I've been since it's been uh, advised that maybe I got it the wrong way. And my thinking was, well, look how lucky this guy is. He's, he's, he's going to go to Danbury. He picked his own prison, maybe. And why I said why well, he's lucky is because... Spoon is just a, a, a two, three, five minute drive from the ferry in Port Jeff. So he jumps on the ferry with his car. And once he gets to Bridgewood, it's, it's at most a half hour drive to the prison, which is very convenient. So when his family wants to see him, that's all I have to do is to go, you know, an hour, hour and a half trip. But half of it on a boat where they could relax. So, but, but other people have told me, no, <laughs> he didn't get any break on it damn he's one, one, one fellow I know that was there, uh, he says uh, the roaches are so big you could put saddles on. Yeah. So, so maybe I was just I'm I'm, I'm so involved with paying Mr. motor back. Uh, but I, I I thought that was a plus for me. Uh, the other guy wound up in, in in Texas. I don't I don't know what happened there, but the guy says he's not going to have a happy, he's not going to have a happy say. One one fellow I know very well, and you know, says he'll probably wind up in a hospital. They'll you know, check, he'll, he'll do most of his time in a hospital. He'll come up as a mailman or something. So that's about that.
1: Uh, no, who's that? Are you talking about McPortland, being? No, no, uh, no.
0: Uh, Spoda, He'll, well, we know he's got a, a condition already, but uh, at his age, he's probably slow moving. But, uh, I, uh, I, by the way, you, you, you know Judge Hudson, right? Yeah. Yeah, I sent him an email today. I asked him if he's going to be at the dock when Spoda takes off. Or- you know, wish him well on Bon
1: Voyage. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Judge Hudson loved that coming from you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he doesn't have his buddy DeVal around anymore, right?
1: Well, listen, here's here's a couple of things uh, about this whole thing. I I don't care how big the roaches are. It, it is yeah. much better. It is mm-hmm. much better for his family to to jump on. I, I mean, it, that's by far the closest for the Spodas who who live in, you know, Mary Ellen, is his lovely wife, and I mean that sincerely. She's a wonderful lady. Uh, Mary Ellen and and anyone else that might be living in the Spoda house uh, is... Sorry, I, feel, I mean, I, I feel bad. Yeah, I mean, they're in the Mount Sinai, right? So yeah. uh, Mount Sinai is right on its way to Port Jefferson, yeah. and, and Port Jefferson is where the ferry goes, and you go to Danbury. I don't know how far is Danbury from the ferry. It's uh, it's it's something- about it's about it, it's for twenty nine thirty miles. Yeah, so you know that you know they'll deal with the uh, they'll deal with the roaches there. Uh, maybe, and you're going you
0: know. and you're going in your car because you're loading it in on a boat. Yeah. So so so, so that's an easy trip. Uh, you know you, you know when they sent my son-in-law to jail, they sent him out to Buffalo. I mean they 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 didn't give a damn that he had a small kid that I had to go see him. Uh, you know, they sent, they sent them away as far away as they could, just to be miserable bastards. What they were,
1: yeah, and, uh, unbelievable. Well, the that whole case, we you know, we need we need time to uh, dissect that case because that's what got you involved. Uh, your okay. Case against your your son-in-law, when you saw how how dirty things were going to run under under uh, Burke, oh, well, you and saw Spoda.
0: Well, you saw another case that they they reopened. I, I don't know why Cindy's doing it. I mean, he's looking for some uh, some uh, capital on it. You know, with the Oliva case, which never should have been done in the first place. But now, all of a sudden, he rides to the rescue on his white horse, and he's he had uh, John Oliva, the cop, exonerated, which is fine for the new DA. See, he probably would have done it anyway. So why not? <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, you know, Tini would have done it anyway because he would know the case. But but city jumped the gun, and he did it.
1: Hey, let me just keep your thought for a second. Let me remind folks of who they're listening to, Frank McKay, uh-huh. here in the midst of our LISC series, uh, part two of this week's this series, uh, Peter Fiorello, former homicide detective, is our very special guest, and we're talking about the the, the latest, it, you know, basically the latest in the Spota situation, and and what it basically we know is is where he's going. He's going to Danbury, Connecticut. McPartland, Chris McPartland, is going to uh, to Texas, um, and and that's a punishment, Peter. You know, you can say what you want about. Uh, uh, you know about where Spode is going, but McPartland boy, they couldn't they, they couldn't find a, a further spot unless they went to all the way to California. They couldn't find a a, a, a further feasible spot to put Chris McPartland. Uh, I I don't know what that is, other than the fact that hey, we hate you, Chris, and and we're putting you in Texas. I mean that that's telegraphed, uh, is it not? Well, you
0: know, yeah. I mean, I, I think with all of the stunts we're trying to pull. Uh, pre-trial, uh, 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 post-trial, you know, they sort the, of, they were asking for it. If, if there's any retribution being paid, back to them. I mean, the, uh, all those schemes, knowing, you know, saying that, that Hickey was a liar. <laughs> of course he was a liar. He was their liar. I mean, it, it was just ridiculous. They, you know, they, they groomed him to be a liar they were he, he'd lie like a rug and then the other thing would would Burke trying to withdraw his guilty plea he, after he served his time so he could have a so he could be in the category of being innocent should they bring him to trial in this photo trial he couldn't testify because he would be implicating himself you follow what I'm saying
1: yeah no no doubt about it
0: I mean so so in other words they pulled a they 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 pulled a lot of stalling tricks extra money on the court and they lost if he would have pled guilty it was i mean the 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 whole the whole whole plan and plot was to never to let the truth get out there
1: that's why burke pled guilty yeah, he he couldn't go to trial. Burke could never go to trial. By the way, when I say yes, definitely, I I definitely understand what you're you're saying. Let me uh, let me just clarify something too. Is that you know Burke yeah. got forty six months, and and he did it, uh, you know, in a blink of an eye, right? He he did it. Mm-hmm. I obviously didn't want to uh, didn't want to go to prison. Nobody wants to go to prison, but he did it without a trial, and and quickly. Uh, cut a deal I, I don't know do you remember the timeline of how quickly jimmy burke uh took the deal on 46 months
0: 46 months he he was out in about uh i don't know about uh, 35 months you know they they said they put him in a halfway house in brooklyn but he never did he was home all the time yeah so, so i i i heard there was a case just on tv the other day well, no case, I just can't think what it is uh, all this stuff keeps up coming. I can't believe it. the guy is getting the guy is getting um forty eight months, and his lawyer says uh, as uh, as they're leaving the camera, he say, "Okay, we'll see you all here again in thirty months <laughs> the guy." The, the, guy, the guy got almost five years he's only gonna do three yeah not, not even three so
1: well he, uh, he, but here's what here's what i was asking i wasn't asking how how long did burke do what i was asking was how long did it take him before he cut the deal with the feds to bypass the trial which nobody wanted him to do i mean we wanted him to do a trial obviously but uh but the the spoda folks didn't want him to do it At anyone else that's tied into lisk or anything i uh, you know mcpartlin they certainly didn't want jimmy burke uh blown certainly didn't want jimmy burke going to trial uh what uh how long did it take him you watch that closely do you remember how long it took jimmy to make up his mind not to fight and to just cop a plea oh i
0: i i don't know but but, but, but I think it was instantly almost. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a deal because he, there were reports that he was going around saying, I want no, no publicity. He was trying to keep this thing low key. They told him, you got to go there and you got to do the time. You can't afford to put this in trial. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing I loved about the Spoda case. That case was really, was about Burke. It wasn't about Spoda at all. I think he was mentioned like 47 times in that trial. So everything that they who, who tried was
1: mentioned forty seven
0: times, Burke was Burke, Burke. Burke, yeah, yeah. So every so everything they tried to do is to keep it quiet about Burke got out in the Spode trial. Everything I mean, that was the beauty of it for me. I mean, that took spe- special satisfaction in uh, Yeah, but we
1: should see. See, anyway. Um, well, hey, one one quick point the the one one thing that they didn't they didn't expose during that they didn't expose Balone, and oh. they didn't expose Balone because they didn't put him on the stand. Uh, oh. They couldn't have put Balone on the stand to testify against Spoda because it, it all hell would have broke loose. Spoda and McPartland's uh, attorneys would have made mincemeat out of out of Balone, who's been under investigation by the U.S. attorneys under investigation by different DAs. Uh, well, you know, certainly uh, well, one DA, uh, Spota's office supposedly. And, uh, it, you know, he's got defense attorneys. So Steve Ballone couldn't possibly have been put on on the stand there. So we didn't get everything out of the Spota trial that we wanted. We got uh, any anybody that was just concerned about Jimmy Burke got a lot about jimmy Burke, but uh, i don't know how much uh, how much they went into about the guy malone stuff the heather malone stuff the the prostitution ring uh did they, i don't think they went into any of that no 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 they, they just put
0: they did enough damage uh I just no doubt, I'm not it.
1: second guessing them on what they did uh. with Spode and McPartland. Uh, the the feds did a great job on yeah. on that, no question. But uh, but we didn't get everything that we would have gotten if uh, if Jimmy Burke would have uh, would have uh, went for a trial. He, there was no way Jimmy Burke was going to take a trial.
0: Oh, oh that would have been great. point I would have been standing room only <laughs> oh, for that character. Uh, he, he's a lucky man. He's, he's saying say no, in River. You Every night before he goes to bed, because I mean, he should have went to jail for fifty years at least.
1: Yeah, well, he uh, he didn't, and and like you said, he didn't even do the forty six months. He was sentenced to forty six months, and uh, and what did he what did he end up doing actually? Uh, right, he never reported to that that halfway, or I mean, he may have reported. He may to-
0: been there for a he may he may have been there for a couple of days, but he wasn't there. He was sent directly home with an ankle bracelet. And I didn't learn that until a couple of months after they said he was in Brooklyn. Because I know somebody was very concerned that I know that he was in the neighborhood. You know, their neighborhood. And I said, for, for good reason. And I said, nah, don't worry about it. He's, he's, he's a wimp. He's I said, but then, because that's how I, you know, I, I, I stayed on top of it. And then I found out he was home all the time.
1: Frank McKay here, Peter Fiorello. Has been our very special guest, former homicide detective, who is, um, uh, who has been obsessed with Spoda and and Burke since his his son-in-law Raymond went to went to prison for uh, I think it was some robbery, and he he got to see it up close. And and again, not that anyone ever said that his son-in-law was innocent, but uh, they. They clearly, uh, according to uh, to Peter, and and uh, you know he backs it up with uh, all types of facts. The the Spota administration, the brand new Spoda administration at that time, uh, it was either two thousand and two, two thousand and three, uh, showed their colors. Now I had no idea the case was even going on. I, I had no idea. Uh, most people didn't know what was going on. Fiorello was concentrating on it obviously because it was his son-in-law or his former son-in-law and he's obviously biased but that's where he got involved in the in in the movement uh, against spoda and burke he was very early in that process very uh, very open and he by the way he's a, he's an unbelievable un- unbelievable law enforcement man he's 80 years old at this point but he worked for morganthal and uh and the um the, the man who preceded him q uh d a q um, and uh, in manhattan and and he was highly regarded by both men and Fiorello when he picked up against spoda it was a it was a nightmare and in fact there was a th- th- there were different cases and and i'll be i'll be uh not too specific on this because it's i don't know that it's public and it's things that we got but uh, certain people got certain deals from uh from from tom spoda the spoda administration uh and part of the condition to get rid of of a case or 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 for a deal to be copped was don't deal with peter fiorello uh, spoda hated him burke hated him uh with a passion hate him to, to this day hated his his past tense they they still hate peter fiorello with with a passion and and the reason is because he's been dogged against them you know f- far before uh, you know i was critical i mean i was supportive of, of spoda in, in 2001 very supportive of spoda. that's no no secret And many people were supportive of Spoda all the way up to a certain point. And and that certain point is different for so many uh, different folks. For Fiorello, it was immediate. It was was immediately, um, he immediately recognized what was going on there, And if uh, if if we gave him the time, Peter Fiorello could explain to you everything that's gone gone wrong with the the Spoda administration. He's on record as uh, as as pointing this out very, very early. Uh, Peter Fiorello is also uh, one of the reasons why Newsday doesn't. Uh, doesn't use comments anymore. It's um, disgraceful that they they cut that out. That was a big part of what was going on. Uh, the Christopher Loeb situation really came to to play through uh, the the work of the people on the comments section, and and it was nothing that I was particularly interested in at at the time. I, I you know I'm not a Newsday uh, person, and you know I. I You know, question Newsday uh, bringing up Gilgo Beach maybe five times uh, in in uh, ten years, uh, which is just ridiculous. No major stories, and the uh, the one person that was uh, that was handling um lisk and 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 talking about jimmy burke who broke the 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 burke story and we'll need a whole show to deal with that uh they got her out uh of newsday and and she was the one and and again she ended up working for tom to we won't go into uh, we won't go into her uh, yet but uh what what she t- tanya lopez is um is who that individual was and what work she did on, on the Burke case, Uh, incredible uh, work, journalistic work and and the best that, that Newsday's uh, done in any recent history. And, and they got rid of her, you know, and she ended up working for Tom DiNapoli and, you know, good for DiNapoli to put somebody on like Tanya Lopez, but, uh, but Lopez's uh, uh, pen uh, in an old-fashioned uh, way of looking at it. But Pen, uh, or typewriter, <laughs> talk about an old-fashioned way, was silenced by Newsday, and and she was really one of the people that were, were shouting from the rooftops what was going on with Burke. And without Tanya Lopez, the the, the Christopher Loeb situation uh, wouldn't have ex- uh, exploded. And the comments section in, uh, in Newsday, that was attached to Newsday online, was uh, was removed because it was exposing too much. Peter Fiorello, our, our latest guest uh, here was uh, was one of the reasons uh, why Newsday got rid of that. he was just he was getting so much information uh, across that Newsday wasn't wasn't concentrating on. so kudos to Fiorello and and uh, you know he's been the bane of, of Spoda and Burke uh, since his son-in-law since his son-in-law was uh, was arrested prosecuted for you know doing something he admittedly did wrong but uh, the details of uh, of of that arrest and that prosecution uh, is what set fiorello off frank mckay signing off you've been listening to our lisk series we'll see you all next week on wednesday for another episode of breaking it down and outlist series frank mckay signing off we'll see you next week on breaking it down.